Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Well, you may be far with a wabash door. But money isn't everything. You still got the song in a river full of fun, and you always have a song to sing. So get the pen off your face, we're gonna replace it with a grin and a dream come true. With a pretty girl dancing to Joyce Bay music. And a mess of mama's barbecue. And we're off. Yeah. No Larry tonight. Yeah, no Larry. So I, I am joined by Kevin Jank. Say hello, Hey, Jank. what's up? And Tuffy. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, there's Tuffy. Tuffy's cooking dinner. Hey, hey Tuffy, what are you cooking? Uh, we got some Velveeta shells and cheese and some pulled pork. Ooh. Oh, all right. That is Sounds pretty something good. I could eat. Alright. <laughs> yeah, so so no no Larry tonight. Sadly Larry is ill. But I wanna put the rumors to rest uh-huh. he does not have the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a touch of the gonorrhea. So he should oh, be back awesome. next week. He should be fine. But this week now normally when Larry can't do the show we would just bag the show. Although this is the third time Larry has not been on the show. I, I did a show once really? with Yed, and I also hosted a show once with Major Minority under the LCS. Oh, yeah. But, and, and there's also two times where Larry fell asleep. The <laughs> <laughs> but at least technically he was there. Yeah, without Larry. <laughs> uh, normally, we'd just bag the show, because he sent me an email this morning saying, hey, I'm sick. I don't think I'm doing the show tonight. And, you know, we're always looking for an excuse to cancel it. But here's the problem. I, I wanted to actually have content for this week's show, so I spent the whole week watching TV shows. I watched 12 new TV shows. And I, <laughs> I'm very I impressed, was, although I, I have was questions. Like, oh, yes, you do have questions, but I was, <laughs> I was very prepared to discuss them, and there is no way in hell I'm going to remember all this stuff by next Friday. <laughs> so it's pretty much talk about it this week or we're not talking about it, and I put in the work, so we might as well talk about it. And plus, I didn't want to actually do my day job. I had to kind of block this period off for, like, not working. And if there's no show, I don't have an excuse. So might as well do the show. But uh, <laughs> thank God Jank and Tuffy are here. And you guys are yeah. true professionals. You showed up early <laughs> before the show. Because well, I'll be you honest, showed up the show- earlier than you normally do, it sounds like. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, Larry is usually here on time. time show up. <laughs> well, I had to run the switchboard and everything tonight. Plus, uh, uh, my phones broke, so I had to get new house phones. And when I ordered the house phones, I didn't pay attention. They don't have a jack for the headset. Oh, so no. That means, that means tonight, I'm for the first time ever, I'm calling in to our show using Skype. Like, uh, I'm doing it the oh. way we do the flea market. So I had to, like, make sure I could do everything properly. Um, and I just got in, like, about three minutes ago. 
but you guys showed up like true professionals. Because I'll be honest, if if the show started and you weren't here, I would have just sat quietly. <laughs> I would not have talked at all. That would have been banner ratings. Yeah. The orphans love quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> Better than we usually get. All right. So, uh, yeah, before we get into the big TV shows, uh, again, 12, because I'm trying to find something else Larry and I can watch and discuss on the show. So I figured well, I'll just That's what I thought. Are you shows. just watching, like, pilots just to get an idea of what would be good? Or yeah, are you watching, watching entire series? Episode. Just one episode okay. of each. Episode. It's kind of like a sampler, you know? I'm trying to see if there's anything yeah. good out there that we – and I was just going through Hulu you're, and uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, you're playing network executive with. trying to see what gets greenlit for the next season. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> I did find some good stuff. I did find some good stuff, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, Jank, what, what's going on with you? How, how are things in Jank land? Oh, good, good, good. I tried to get Larry to send me his monologue jokes so I could read them, but uh, he uh, he did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how how long ago was it that Larry was doing monologues? I was thinking of this today because I was like, Dude, should I write a monologue for tonight? Nah, that's a lot of work, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> but was Larry like doing it? I was thinking like maybe the first five years of the show he was doing monologues. That sounds about yeah. right. It has been yeah. a, a but, good couple of years since he's done it. That would mean it's been seven years that he hasn't been doing the monologue. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, these years go go quick. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, fucking a. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, we need a historian to go back and chart all these things. You guys are still young. You're in the prime of your life. Enjoy it. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't know about the prime. Yeah, but but me, I the swear prime. God, every every week is like a day, you know. It's a day. It goes by so quick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, oh, hey, well, I'm one, pissing them all away anyway. anyway. <laughs> so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, was, hey, well, hundred years from now we'll all be dead. No, don't worry about it. Hey, Tuffy. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing? Anything exciting? Uh. I haven't watched Twin Peaks. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Damn it. That was going to be um, a whole hour, I, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I went to restart my Hulu subscription last week, canceled my Netflix. Oh. So I click on the oh, Hulu, okay. and it says, oh, you know, do the package deal, Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN Plus for 13 So I was like, all right, I'll do that. And that directs you back over to the Disney Plus page. This was all going fine, and I go sign up for Disney Plus. Then I go to watch Letterkenny, and like some commercials pop up, and it's like, what the hell is this? So well, I go figure yeah. out what's going on. So because mm-hmm. I signed up through Disney Plus first, I can't change my Hulu subscription until my Disney subscription runs out in a month. Yeah. So I got a month of watching Hulu with commercials. Yeah, I have commercials. Sadly, like that's how bucks. I do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's cheap, so I'll just do that. I, what is it to get rid of the commercials? Is it, is it ten bucks a month? Uh, yeah, normal. Like, a, well, I don't know what the package deal, but a normal Hulu is like 10, 11 bucks a month, I think, for no commercials. Yeah, or twelve or something. Yeah, that was like a good six bucks more than the one without or with commercials. So I think that's why I'm like, if it was two dollars or something, I'd be like, fine. Yeah. But if it's like yeah. twice as much, it's like, oh man. I don't know. Well, but that's just uh, it's the same honest. price as Netflix, so I switch back and forth. So to me, it's you know, yeah. just one or the that's other. That's true. I don't mind. Netflix. You know, I could use a break. 
during a show sometimes. Just refresh. Yeah. Some of them yeah. are just terrible, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the problem is it was not clear at all to me that if I sign up in this bundle, I'm stuck with the Hulu commercial package. Instead, of, like it wasn't yeah. an option to sign up for an extra $5 for no commercials on Hulu. I wonder if they have yeah, a bundle that like that. Maybe they, that's not even an option. Only the one bundle and it's take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had something about Hulu, and I forget because I'm old, and I forget things. Um, but r- real quick, I just <laughs> – I'm getting caught up on Larry Penny. I'm, uh, I'm in the, the current oh, okay. season now, <laughs> about four episodes in. Hey, Tuffy, how are you doing on the current season of Letter Kenny? Uh, I'm a, still a season behind. Uh, okay. I watched the first two episodes of the second most recent season. Well, pitter-patter, Yeah. Go. Yeah, so they're just uh, talking ag still. Yeah, the cracking <laughs> ag or whatever the radio show is. Cracking it, yep. Yeah, cracking ag. Oh, yeah. Uh, what what yeah. was the guy they were yelling at? What was his? Thibodeau, right? Fuck you, Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, well, are you ready to get into the TV talk? Let's uh, see this thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, put them in like a top 12 or something? Or is it yes, I did. Put them in a top 11. There's one honorable mention. All right. So there you go. There you go. Let's see if this works. Come on. I'm having as much trouble with the switchboard as Larry does. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You've learned nothing. <laughs> well, I'm hitting the hell out of the button and nothing's happening. <laughs> Uh-oh. Got to get a new phone and new internet. The hell, blog talk. <laughs> Motherfucker. Get a new British <laughs> I don't, lady. Well, <laughs> just pretend that the One, top two, three, 11. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Eleven. There you go. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we're looking, there we did we're looking for new TV shows to watch. Uh, I, I think I may have found one or two that we could possibly do. I'll have to run it by Larry. You know, once the get the gunner. <laughs> All right, so uh, the honorable once he mention. He walks off that stub uh, toe. Yeah, we'll we'll start off here with uh, it's a British sitcom, so right away Larry wouldn't want to watch it. You know, <laughs> um, Tuffy, you you seem to like the British stuff, right? Yeah. Did you, did you ever hear of a show called Black Books? Nope. Yeah. All right. It's a British sitcom from like 2004. Uh, This guy, his last name is Black, and he owns a bookstore, hence Black Books. And he's just like a real uh, antisocial kind of a dick. Uh, He doesn't like people. And uh, (laughs) I mean, this sounds like Larry's show right there. I only watched (laughs) one episode. Yeah, the book part ruins that. Uh, I only watched (laughs) the one episode. Uh, It was decent. It was fine. It it was a couple good jokes at the end. but it stars the uh, the co-stars that uh, lady from Episodes, the Matt LeBlanc show. Uh, did you guys? Oh, okay. Yeah. I forget her name. Uh, the, the lady yeah. with hair. That lady. Mhm. She plays like another shop owner across the street, and they're like chums, I guess. And then he hires this new guy to run his uh, to be his accountant. Um, and that's where Episode One ends. 
But it's it's typical British humor. Um, it's it's good. It's fun. Real faulty towers, then. But I doubt it. But you know, just wanted to try it. So that's just the honorable mention. All right, now we get into the real stuff. All right. Number eleven. This is also on Hulu. Black Books was on Hulu. Uh, number eleven. Uh, reprisal. Reprisal. Hmm. Nope. I feel like I've heard of that somewhere. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what it was. All right, it just started this year. Uh, I guess it's only had the one season so far. The reason I gave it a shot because it stars uh, Abigail Spencer. Does that name ring a bell? Mm, nope. Not so much. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up. Teacher, season three of Mad Men. Oh, okay. okay. I have seen this. Yeah. Some commercials for this on uh, Hulu. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. You may also know her from <laughs> Rectify, which is a really good show. And I guess she was in that uh, network show, uh, Timeless, as well. But Abigail Spencer. I'm a big, big fan of Abigail Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I agree. I'll give this a whirl. Oh, you know, she's just <laughs> so wonderful. Hey, yeah. Jank, have you ever seen Rectify? Uh, no, never did. Very good show. Let's give that a whirl. Um, hmm. I would recommend it to Tuffy, but he still has to watch Twin Peaks. So, <laughs> yeah. Rectify, about? Uh, Rectify is a guy, uh, he's in prison uh, for, like, uh, rape and murder of a lady. And then DNA evidence comes out and shows that he did not do it. Um, because he, he cannot remember anything about the event. He was high at the time. On, uh, okay. So it's just like he, him trying to adjust back to life after being in prison so long. And everyone else, a lot of people think he did it. Some people think he didn't do it. But, you know, so it's just trying to get – and uh, she plays a sister. And uh, But it's a really good show. Sounds like a, a wacky comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <something laughs> very good. Um, so, yeah, Abigail Spencer. So reprisal, the, the premise here is when the show opens, the first thing you see is uh, a dark-haired Abigail Spencer, which is – kind i like uh yeah she's in like a, a motorcycle gang or something <laughs> and she uh runs afoul <laughs> of the leaders and they leave her for dead they chain her to a, a car and drive around dragging her and they leave her for dead all right so then the next thing we go it's like eight years later and now abigail spencer's blonde <laughs> and she's married to some dude who's dying and she basically wants to try and start getting revenge on the old motorcycle gang. So, well, that storyline's going on. We're also seeing a storyline with that gang, like the, this young guy's like trying to join the gang, and they take you through the gang and stuff. So you got the two storylines. I'm sure they're going to meet here soon. And the big mob boss <laughs> is Ron Perlman. Whoa. Yeah. It sounds that very Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy-esque. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tuffy, that's what a lot of people uh, it's described as kind of like Sons of Anarchy because he even got the wrong promo. It's okay. Yeah, well, I know what Larry's going to say is why don't you just watch Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> well, and I will tell Larry, I'm not watching this either. <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's not that good. It's not that good. Uh, it, it's kind of they try to be all stylish with it and stuff. And uh, I mean, Abigail Spencer's fine, but I, I, she's not playing that. I want to Abigail Spencer. Like, I, when I heard the description of it, I thought it was going to be, she's just coming out for blood. It's going to be a Hulk. But she's playing mm-hmm. like this, uh, she's like this 
uh, Holmesy Southern wife. Uh, just she's trying to be like two different people, like uh, her home life. Then, so I don't know what's going on. I wasn't a fan of it. It's kind of like a Breaking her, like, Bad type thing where she's trying to keep it all a secret and just be a normal person. Yeah, she has told her husband he's dying. I, it looks like he has congestive heart failure or cancer or something. He's on oxygen, and she's trying to like be his good wife till he dies, I guess. Um, because she, she never told him her backstory. Yet he knows all these gang guys. He was he was affiliated with them as well. And now his son is tied with them. And they own a restaurant and the gang, and the son is trying to take the restaurant away from the who would be his stepmother. And the mob is oh. um, trying to help the son out. So I don't know. It's the biggest problem I have with it are the guys trying to join the motorcycle gang. They're trying to like be at least they do not look tough at all. You know, like I don't buy these guys as tough guys. So it kind of just undermines the whole thing. And uh, I was about 45 minutes into it. I'm like, why am I still watching this? I just turned it off. Wow. That's harsh, harsh critique. If she didn't go blonde, would you have finished it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just Google up pictures of Abigail Spencer, and that'll be fine. I don't need to sit through this. The so, so reprise. Yeah, they'll probably get canceled yeah. soon, and she'll find a new show. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. We'll have her back. Yeah. All right, number 10 from 1992. A little show called On the Air. <laughs> I've never Nothing heard of that. No. Yeah, I didn't think up would hear that. But, Jank, this show was written yeah. and directed by David Lynch and Mark Frost. What? <laughs> yep. This was part of their deal they had <laughs> with ABC. This this show uh, was on the air or was being produced while season two of Twin Peaks was on the air. So I guess David Lynch, uh, they had this written already. Lynch directed the first episode. There were only seven episodes. Three of them were scheduled to <laughs> air. Two actually aired. One was preempted, and then the show got canceled. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Did they eventually get released a, somewhere on like DVD? Uh, or they're something? on YouTube. They're on the YouTube. Okay. All seven. You can watch them for. Free. Uh, yeah, there's just seven of them. I only watched the first one. It's uh, it stars. Well, here it's set in the 1950s. It's a comedy. It's a half-hour comedy. It's basically 30 Rock before 30 Rock. It's, <laughs> wow. it's a sitcom of, like, the show behind the show. It's a live sketch show called The Guy... Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Guy something is, the, like, the star of the show. And he has a dippy blonde co-star who's never been in a TV show before, but they cast her to be his, like, uh, sidekick or whatever. And it's a live sketch comedy show. And each episode is like behind the scenes while the show is airing, and things always go wrong, I guess. That's the big thing. <laughs> yeah, it really but does sound star, like 30 Rock. Yeah, it, it actually, it's very much like 30 Rock. And the, and the guy who plays the star of the show, the guy, whatever his name is, is uh, Dick Tremaine from Twin Peaks. Oh, no way. And the guy who plays the network executive is Albert from Twin Peaks. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And this was filmed at the same time as season two? Yep. Yep. 
And uh, Squiggy plays the director, a German director of the TV show. So it looks like Pig's connection. And oh man, I need I need to check this out. Yeah, I figured you'd, you'd want to look at this. Now, I only watched the first episode, and I will say this. You know all the shitty comedy in Twin Peaks that's not funny? Here's a half hour of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed all of it, <laughs> so but it sounds right up my alley. <laughs> and, and, like, the, the ditzy blonde is I, – I, she, she's no one famous or anything, but she's basically playing Lucy. It's, like, the same character as Lucy. Oh. But, it's pretty much the same thing. Maybe she's Lucy's <laughs> mom. <laughs> I don't know. But, but if you liked all the Either world Lucy building stuff and that kind of like humor, you're going to love this. <laughs> Is there any talk about having a gas bubble? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know what's funny when you remember that, that whole scene in Twin Peaks was about the chocolate bunnies and all that? Well, I, I totally yeah. forgot, but in episode in season one, when I went back and watched, there is a scene where Cooper and the sheriff are going through the things they took from Laura Palmer's room, and there is a box of chocolate bunnies. They make a big thing about Whoa. it. Whoa. I didn't even remember it. <laughs> Me neither. I've never noticed that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Good a, it's the same or scene just when they're about to look at her. And... They're about to look in her diary, and it's locked, and Cooper just breaks it open. You know, it's like that same scene. Remember that? You mentioned the chocolate bunny. Holy shit. I wonder if, like, there's a – I wonder if, like, in the, you know, back part of one of the episodes, you can see Lucy in the background, like, eating the chocolate bunny or something. <laughs> I thought we were done with Twin Peaks, like, out. a month ago. <laughs> we're just saying this so you can take notes so when you watch it, you can really appreciate it. Yeah. Give it Yeah. All right, so we'll so that's on the air. I, I guess uh, again, go to YouTube. It's uh, you know you don't have to you watch it for free. Just people post post it up there. So I mm-hmm. guess you want to check it out if you like David Lynch and uh, Mark Frost, but it's it wasn't yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't know. Oh, speaking of uh, David Lynch, Mike Dell, did you end up watching that? Uh, what What did Jack do? The thing where he interrogates the monkey. <laughs> Well, it's just Netflix, right? So Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't got the Netflix, so I can't watch it. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know Larry watched good? it. I watched it earlier this week, too. Is it, it good? Was, uh, it was weird. <laughs> it's I didn't like it at first. Um, as it went along, I got much more into it. And by the end, I was kind of, I'm like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say about the same for me. Yeah. I, from what I heard, what I read about it is like it seems very incoherent and it doesn't make a lot of sense early on, and then it like comes together, I guess. Yeah, and if you watch it a second time, the beginning would make sense, knowing what you know at the ending, probably. Like <laughs> <Well, my> Twin <laughs> Peaks. <laughs> no, but it's only seventeen. Yeah, released, it. so, yeah, uh, you can do it. The monkey singing two songs, I guess, today too. I'd like to see that. That was my favorite part was when the monkey sang. <laughs> so you can uh yeah, I'll tweet that out to you. Thanks, Bobby. Now now this is like a little spider monkey like the one in Firewalk with me that says Judy, right? Like that same kind of monkey. Uh yes. It's not a chimp. Right? No, no, not a chimp. Yeah, it's more of the little spider monkey. But he's got kind of like a clutch cargo thing going on with the mouth. <laughs> it's like a person mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So uh, I'm pretty sure it was now, David Lynch. Me and Larry couldn't figure it out for sure, but we we're pretty sure it was David Lynch doing the voice of the monkey. Yeah, that's what as well. I thought too, with like some voice modulation in there, maybe. Yeah, or maybe just trying to talk in a lower register or yeah. something. But yeah, it did kind so of seem like monkey, him. Is the monkey accused of murder? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, murdering <laughs> his girlfriend, who's a chicken. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Kind of like Gonzo. He's never known such sweet love until he met that chick. Because <laughs> I was thinking it was kind of like Poe's uh, murder in the Rue Morgue, where you know it's an orangutan that does it. You know, so is he like? Because that's part of the confusion is that like the chicken's name is like Tutabalan or something like that, and then like some point <laughs> in the first five minutes, David Lynch just says, "So tell me about Tutabalan," and it's like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's no context yeah, the first time it Susan. comes up. Could have just made it Debbie or Susan and Mary. It's yeah, a lot easier to understand. Yeah. They kind yeah. of go off on right. weird tangents throughout the thing, so it's just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What is this all about? <laughs> I, I just saw someone made it said a quote. Uh, it was like Lynch says, "What we found feathers or something," and then the monkey says, "Bullshit." <laughs> Uh, yep. That's pretty good. <laughs> just, like, just like the monkey saying bullshit. <laughs> All right, number nine. Uh, we're going back to Hulu, and this one is called The Wrong Mans. Plural, mans. That's the wrong bad English. Mans. <laughs> yes, I can't is. watch something with such bad. <laughs> this is a Grammar. British show. It uh, the main star, some guy I don't know, and then like the co-star, the supporting guy is uh, James Corden of uh, late night talk show fame. Oh, <laughs> doesn't sound very. Oh, he's good also already. famous for being uh, being in Cats. <laughs> yeah. That's what we mostly know him from. <laughs> very good in Cats. All right, so the premise of this is uh, the main star here. He's like a twenty-something dude who, who uh, you know, has a job. He just broke up with his girlfriend. He has a job. He's kind of not that good at. Uh, he just uh, had a party the night before with his flatmate, uh, so he's a little hungover. But he's walking to work because someone stole his bicycle, so he's, he has to walk to work on this deserted road, uh, a snowy, you know, out in England somewhere. And as he's listening to his iPod there. Behind him, a car comes driving down the road, and it just like flips over and crashes in front of him. So uh, he he freaks out, but he calls the cops and the ambulances and everything, and they they get the guy and they take him away. And as he's about to leave the scene to go walk to work, still a cell hears a cell phone ring. So he's like, "Oh, that must have been that guy's cell phone and was in the car wreck." So he picks up the cell phone and answers it, and on the other end, the voice says, "We have your wife, and if you don't get here by five o'clock, we will kill her." And he hangs up. So that's where, where we go. There you go. There's the plot. Boom. Okay. Already started. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm intrigued. And it, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's not. It's uh, it's serious, oh. but it's, it's it's yeah, it's funny. It's like a dark comedy, I guess you could say. So he's trying to figure out what to do about all this, and James Corden plays the office like male guy, who no one really likes. He's kind of annoying, and and but they're kind of buddies, so. Corden wants he he finds out about it he overhears another phone call from the guy uh, and uh, so he wants to help him out 
and he tells him not to go to the police because the guy says don't go to the police or we'll kill her. And Corrin says this is our chance to be, you know, do something special. We can be heroes. Let's do this. So, so they try and get to the bottom of this. It's wacky misadventures after that. <laughs> and do they solve it all in the first episode? No, no. I only watched episode one. It's a good oh. show. It's well done. Um, I I don't know if I watch. Here, here's the problem I have to James Corden. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, he's just doing a Ricky Gervais bit. Like this is just the Ricky Gervais oh. part. James, yeah. I don't know. Um, and he wouldn't stop licking but, himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put his leg up over his head and just went to town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the wrong man's on Hulu. It's a good show. Um, I don't know. I know Larry wouldn't want to watch it because it's like British. So. <laughs> yep. If it was Jimmy Fallon, then he would watch it. Yes. Yes, he would. <laughs> All right. Number eight. Uh, one of the things I did uh, looking for shows, I typed in uh, shows like Twin Peaks <laughs> just to see if there's anything uh-huh. even remotely similar. Because Twin Peaks is a good show to watch and discuss every week because it's so bizarre and there's so much going on and there's a lot of interpretation involved, you know, a lot of stuff to discuss. Um, yeah, a lot that's of the hard shows. part. Is other shows don't really have that aspect to them. They're just kind of this happened and then this happened. Time to go home. <laughs> yeah, like They're one of the shows I thought of that I never watched would be like Lost. I guess Lost would be similar. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to watch. It. So, <laughs> I mean, large parts of Lost are pretty good. Um, it kind of leaves a lot of things up in the air, but. <laughs> it didn't quite answer everything it was throwing out there, but it's it's got it's good moments for sure. You know, I love Lost. I feel like I got the gist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish breakfast. Uh, cousin Brandon loves Lost. Yeah, yeah. And when it was on, like I was I was obsessed with it. Like every week, I was like, oh god, I can't wait. And then so that kind of let so me down. Gradually. That was one of the shows. <laughs> That was one of the shows that popped up, but another one, and I, and I decided to watch this one. I guess it was on Fox for two seasons recently, called Wayward Pines. Okay, sounds familiar. I remember the commercial. Yeah. The producer was M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> and the main star was Matt Dillon. Yeah, that's right. TV show. Yeah. Also in there is uh, Terrence Howard is in there, Juliet Lewis. Um, oh, I didn't even know she pretty, was in there. Yeah, pretty big names for a, a TV. Oh, you know who else is in there who I love? Well, two ladies that I love. Um, one is someone I, I hadn't heard of her in many years, uh, but in my younger days I used to like uh, Shannon Sossaman, or I think that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys know who this is? That's a Shannon Sossaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nope. Let me look her I'm up. trying to think how, what I know her from, and I can't even remember. I just remember she was hot. Many it was like, how old was I at this time? Wow, it had to be late twenties. I don't know. She still looks good. <laughs> so, uh, she plays Matt Dillon's wife, and then uh, uh, the other lady in here who I love is uh, Carla Gugino. You know that lady? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, her I know. She's tremendous. Uh, so basically, Matt Dillon is a Secret Service agent who is invest who goes with another agent to investigate the disappearance of Carla Gugino, I guess. And they go to this small town in Idaho, and they're in a car wreck. And 
when Matt Dillon wakes up, he's just in the middle of nowhere, and he walks into town, and everyone in this town seems really nice, but uh, he, he has to go, you know, he passes out because he had a severe concussion, so he's in the hospital, and the nurse, uh, he can't get a phone, no one will give him a phone, and the nurse doesn't want him to leave, but he eventually gets out, and he says, hey, this hospital's like completely empty except for me, that's weird. So he's walking around town trying to figure stuff out, and nothing seems quite right. You know, everything in this town seems a little weird. And uh, mm-hmm. so he's trying to like he's piece everything together. Hell. Yeah, I don't. I never saw that. I don't know if it is. Um, but, uh, so he's trying to piece everything together, and, and he finds this Carla Gugino. And uh, is that her name? Am I saying that properly? <laughs> I mean, there's probably an Italian pronunciation that we're butchering, but close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's G-U-G-I-N-O, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll go with but, that. But uh, he see, he finds her. She's only been gone for five weeks. All right? And they're basically having an affair, too, by the way. Oh. Even though he's married done. to Shannon Sossman and they have, a, they have a kid and they seem like a happy family. Okay. Oh, I, I should have, he was also involved in a traumatic He's incident. with both of your ladies. Yeah, I know. He was in a traumatic incident with a, involving a bombing and where he thinks he screwed up so it caused people to die. Um, so he has a lot of guilt, and I think that sparked him to have the affair with his coworker. But anyway, so Carla's been gone for five weeks, uh, yet he finds her in this town, and she's married to some dude, and she looks different, like she's got longer hair, and she's living like the perfect American life with his house and you know, pick-a-fence kind of life. And he, he goes to her, and he finally gets to talk to her, and she says, hey, you know, I can't talk to you. They're listening. They're always listening. And so he's like, what the hell's going on here? And she, he's like, you've only been gone like five weeks. And she, she, nah, so, so basically she's in some sort of a time warp or something. I don't know. So he's trying to figure <laughs> all this out, and there's some other weird shit going on. Like he finds a dead body in a house. And, and then at the end, he's trying to just get out of town. He's driving his car just to get out of town, and he just keeps looping back in a circle. Like he gets to the end of the town, but then it just spins him back into the town somehow. So he can't get out. Nah. And so then he gets out of the town, and he starts walking through the forest, and eventually he comes to a big, giant wall. Like Donald Trump was there, and he just built this big wall. <laughs> and there's like sensors on top, and he doesn't know what's going on. And then we see other stuff. It, it seems like the uh, government is running some sort of an experiment or something. And then there's also the the idea that maybe he's just hallucinating all this because he's been having hallucinations. So I don't. And this I is just episode know. one. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, that's, kept, that's good. You're setting up plates, I guess, setting up some mysteries. But you think they would have kept the wall to maybe like episode three or four? But no, right in episode <laughs> one, true. they just tell you everything. Boom. <laughs> and, uh, well, I think uh, so it's I, probably you know shows last so long, only last so long if you're not like grabbing viewers right away. <laughs> so I think you kind of got to speed things up nowadays if you want anyone to stick around past the first episode. I the show is interesting. I like Matt Dillon. Uh, like the plotting of the show is good. Some of the dialogue and the scenes are not so good. Um, but again, it is a talk <laughs> show, you know. So, yeah, um, it is what it is. It's not as quirky as make... Twin Peaks. No, no, it's not really too quirky. Like, although they try, like Terrence Howard has a couple of lines where they're trying to make him quirky, but it's just kind of like you know they're just trying too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's okay. Like I'd give it probably like, episode one, maybe a five or a six. Uh, like there's potential there, but I really don't know if I want to watch it or not. 
if I if I watched it again, it would just be for you know Carlo Gugino, or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe she sticks around the whole series. That yeah, I think something. so. And they did have two seasons of it, so. I wonder if they like actually got to wrap it up, or if they were it was one of those things where oh we're planning on coming back for season three and just got canceled. Yeah, I think I think it would be that latter one where they just got canceled. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start a show like that. <laughs> yeah, I want an ending. Uh, there's also not now I didn't watch this show, but it was mentioned on that list of shows similar to Twin Peaks. It was called Happy Town. Did you ever hear of Happy Town? <laughs> no. No? I can't I, say that I did. It was only on one, I think it was only on one season. I never heard of it either. Uh, maybe like 10 years ago or so. And a girl goes to this town. Again, it seems like a perfect American town, but there's there's something underneath. Not right. And uh, there's like a serial killer coming back to this town murdering people or something. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Happy Town. That's <laughs> it. I wonder why that was. Maybe the title had something to do with it. <laughs> it may have played a part. <laughs> Let's watch Happy Town. All right. That's Wayward Pines. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Larry might want to watch that. Who knows? All right. Uh, number seven. Yeah. Tuffy, this one's for you, buddy. Battlestar Galactica. I watched yeah. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it's very good. What was that on? I only watched... I only watched episode one. Uh, to watch this, I had to download the Sci-Fi app. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was on Amazon Prime, either. but apparently not. But the Sci-Fi app is free, and you can watch it for free. But there are commercials in there. Um, Tuffy, yeah. would you like to explain what happens in episode one of Battlestar Galactica? Uh, so you watched the first two hours of the miniseries. I, I just then, put in episode one, season one. I don't know if that a miniseries or what. I don't know what that is. Well, you might have not watched the actual like opening part of the show then, but. Okay. Here's what <laughs> was going on. Up. They had 33 yeah. minutes or whatever to, to run away from the silence. Okay. Yeah, you missed the miniseries then, and you just started episode one. But, oh, okay. yes. It is, um, <laughs> well, what it is, is it's The Last Jedi, basically. Um, except on a TV show. <laughs> oh boy, people flying through space! But it's also it's also like 15 years before the last Jedi, right? Wasn't it 2004? Yeah. So the premise early. of the episode is the the Cylons are these robots that are trying to kill all the humans, um, and they've <laughs> the already blown up. Yeah. The in the miniseries they blow up the 12 planets that all the humans live on, and okay. all of the like advanced ships. All of the modern ships, because the ship, the Battlestar Galactica, is like the premise in the miniseries is that they're opening it as a museum because it's a decommissioned ship that's not as technologically advanced. So that's why the Cylons couldn't just take it over. Uh, so yeah, then this episode is they can track the ship even though they can't control it. Uh, so they keep doing these light speed jump type things, but they only have so many jumps left before they run out of fuel so they have to try and crack away to stop their tracking them okay if i remember right wow last jedi really did rip this off <laughs> 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 
Yeah, so so the episode I watched, it, they only got 33 minutes each time, and they, they got to jump uh, to get away from these Cylons. And it's very uh, stressful, you know, a lot of suspense. And, and then at, at the end of the episode, they blow up a ship, like a, uh, like yeah. a human transport ship. Uh, they're okay. not sure if they should blow it up. It, and it seems like <laughs> yeah. there's also a spy on the ship. And that's how they're tracking them, right? Yeah. Is, is, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't remember. But. And this guy who's like the, the traitor, the spy or whatever, he's also hallucinating about this smoking hot blonde. Yeah, she's <laughs> one of the Cylons. Yeah, oh, the Cylons really look better than I remember them when I was a kid in the first Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's green. Um, yeah, in this Battlestar Galactica, since you're almost certainly not going to watch it, one of the long-term <laughs> plot points is that there's a uh, – Cylons, there's six human forms they can also take, which oh, okay. um, was done mainly to save on special effects costs because then they could just have actors and not have to do robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just get some smoking hot blonde to play the Cylons. And, uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. So the Cylons, they're just like an, an AI? Like there's no one controlling them? They're just robot life? Yes, they are just robots. And if you watch the series Caprica, that's a prequel to Battlestar Galactica that kind of explains that. Oh, never heard of that either. So they're like the Borg in Next Generation. Kind of sure. Yeah. I guess all these are they collective are consciousness, or are they all each their own, like independent thing? What's oh, that? That's a good. Are they like, are, are like the, the side, Borg, where they're like a collective consciousness, <laughs> or are they um, each little robot its own, you know, controls itself? They all control themselves, but there's like a collective goal of killing all humans. Um, <laughs> and like the, the six human ones don't necessarily know they're Cylons. They're like uh, sleeper cell things. But it's a very I, good show. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was a very good show. Here, here's the only problem I had with it. I didn't know. I kind of forgot Edward James almost was in it. Yeah. <laughs> He's 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 a little pizza gatey, so I don't want to. Uh -oh. It kind of ruins it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Damn it! Yeah. And then they put him in charge of saving the human race. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he can't keep his hands off the babysitter, but they're putting him in charge of saving the human race. Uh huh. <laughs> so I don't. But I I would not be opposed to watching it. I it's a really good show. Like the first yeah. episode, I was impressed. So I would not yeah. be opposed to it if I can just pretend Edward. Yeah, I'd be in. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll think about that. Just replace him with Ron Perlman in your mind. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. I'll be honest. I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> Maybe Bronson Pinchot. I'll just pretend he's Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or, or even better, Mark Lynn Baker. The, the terribly underutilized Mark Lynn Baker. Yeah, can't see that. <laughs> Uh, so number six. Middle name's Lynn. <laughs> like Lynn Belvedere. Number six. We're going back uh, Amazon Prime this time. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this. I was disappointed because I thought this was a TV show about former Buffalo Sabres New York Islanders center Pierre Turgeon, <laughs> who was nicknamed <laughs> Sneaky Pete. And no. <laughs> 
it's Giovanni <laughs> Rabisi. Is that his name? Giovanni Rabisi? Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, he plays a former convict who gets out of prison, and he still owes money to some um, gangsters. Oh, oh, played by Brian Cranston. He's the gangster in question. Yeah. I think he was a like producer or some kind of I believe he was as well. Yeah. So Rabisi, uh, in order to uh, dodge the the guys he owes money to, he assumes the identity of his cellmate, who is still going to be in prison for a few years, and because he's a con man, this Rabisi. That's how he makes it. He just you know he's a, he's a smoothie. He, he's a con artist. So he's been listening to his cellmate tell these dopey stories about his life all the time. Uh, so he just remembered them all. So now he's going to pretend to be that guy because that guy's been in jail for a long time. So he's like, I'm just going to be that guy. So he goes down to that guy where that guy lives. I can't even remember where. Uh, I don't know. But uh, he, he's impersonating <laughs> that guy, tries to infiltrate their family. The idea is he's going to rip them off, steal their money. But he he, uh, he likes being there with the family. They run a bail bonds business. He starts helping them out on a case. And, and he realizes, oh, this family's pretty good. So he's like, uh, I don't know, because he's going to stay there. Have you guys ever watched Sneaky Pete? Jank. No, but if they had the baby from that Super Bale commercial on, then I'd, be, <laughs> I'd watch it every week. <laughs> they need a good mascot for this bail bonds place. <laughs> uh, bail out, bail out, bail out. Jesus Christ, bail bonds. Uh, Tuffy, <laughs> any sneaky peep thoughts? No. Yeah, right. was, this, was it good? One of the first thing? like it? This yeah, is one of the first show. things Brian Cranston did after Breaking Bad, I think. Yeah, I remember I hearing about it. Wasn't it? Was it during Breaking Bad? I think so. Um, I think it was right show. after. Yeah, really? it was right after. Mm-hmm. I remember they showed they, this is one of those things that they would pump like hell in the movie theaters, like those uh, you know before the trailers type things that they were showing this all the time, and it was definitely after. How long is I thought Breaking Bad has only been off the air like four years or something. Uh, it's like six or seven years, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, it started I'm in like 2007 or eight. Uh, Sneaky Pete started in 2015. Yeah, Breaking Bad ended in 2013. Holy hell! It ended seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this decade went. It doesn't even make sense. Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, if you add El Camino, it just ended this year, last year. (laughs) But it it seems like just yesterday I was ripping on that final episode of Breaking Bad, saying how fucking terrible it was. And look, (laughs) seven years ago. Holy hell. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. They've done at least four seasons of Better Call Saul, and it was probably two years between them. Before they started that one up. I would have said that, like I said, three, four years tops. Seven years. Holy hell. All right. So there you go. Sneaky Pete. Uh, yeah, I like the Sneaky Pete. It seems a little weird like uh, that he can just ingratiate himself in his family so quickly. It's a little weird, but um, it's like no one remembers him. I guess the last time they saw this kid was when he was 12, so it's like 20 years later. Um, they so never they went just... to visit him or anything? <laughs> I guess they didn't know he was in prison. No one knows what happened to him. <laughs> Like he just shows up out of nowhere. Oh, really? Yeah, and they just 
Welcome into his house. All right, here we go. Yeah, come on in, Sneaky Pete. Come on in. Uh, so. <laughs> the name like Sneaky Pete. How can you not trust him? Yes. <laughs> Keep an eye on that kid, for Christ's sakes. His name's Sneaky Pete. But uh, <laughs> it's a good show. I don't know if I'd watch any more of it, but uh, whatever. Hmm. Uh, number Maybe five. The Killing. The Killing. Ah, I yes. This, I think this was Amazon Prime, I believe. If I'm remembering properly. And um, I know show it, was on... be, I, it was one of those shows that was on AMC, but then AM, uh, Netflix picked up the final season because I guess AMC canceled it, and they're like, Netflix will give you money to do one more season. So it might be Netflix. I would think they would keep the rights well, to I, that, but maybe I'm wrong. But I don't have Netflix, and I watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it did go to Amazon. I think it is on Amazon Prime. And how many they have they the did, Netflix like, season? I think they did four seasons or five. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. There's three on AMC and then the one on Netflix. So, yeah, four. So, uh, the premise here is there's a lady detective. Uh, she's about to uh, quit her job and move with, get remarried. She has a kid. About and move to like California. I forget where they are. Where's this set, Shank? Do you remember? It's like the Northwest somewhere. I want to say it was like yeah, Alaska or Washington somewhere. It's kind of cold and windy. yeah, maybe. Well, I don't. I don't think Alaska, but maybe like Washington. We'll go with that. Yeah, um, that could be. So uh, it's her last day on the job. Uh, she's about to start her new life, and uh oh, there's a missing girl. Look out! Something's going on. So she starts investigating this case on her last day of work, and then by the time the night ends, they find the dead girl in the in the trunk of a car that's been submerged in a lake. And uh, spoiler alert! So uh, that's where episode one ends. Oh, she also gets a new partner because the the guy taking her spot, she's going to show him how to you know show him the ropes on her final day. And yeah, in one day. So they're <laughs> it's real. Yeah, they're teaming up. Crash course. And, he, and he's kind of like dick. He, he used to work with a bunch of like meth heads and crackheads and stuff, like doing drugs. <laughs> and now he's starting to work homicide. So um, it's kind of like a odd couple pairing there for the final day. And I'm guessing now, Jack. I didn't see the rest. Don't spoil. I'm guessing she stays on the job. That she doesn't go. <laughs> no, she leaves and. Just retires and has a quiet existence for four seasons. <laughs> and the next four seasons for her and her new husband in California. And, uh, yep. And the they killing, play a lot of backgammon. Yeah, they're killing it. <laughs> the casino. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like this. Sh- I like this show though. It was good. It was well done. Um, yeah. It, not it bad. Ha- it has that. It has a feel to it. Like, uh, you know, just. Uh, Kind of like that north. That's why I'm guessing it's in the northwest somewhere. It just has that feel to it, that uh, somber, depressing mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, it's it. not bad, especially the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. I think it's kind of like a remake of like a Danish show or something. No, yeah, I, I uh, think could be is, based on a Danish show of, for Bridgelson. I think you might be thinking of the bridge. No, I'm thinking of the killing. I'm on the Wikipedia really? page. Oh, okay. <laughs> Based on the Danish television series for Bridles and 
I, I definitely believe it because I'm no expert on Danish TV. I can't tell you what was there and what wasn't. Because I was going to watch the, the bridge. I'll probably watch that this week. And it's a similar, they find a body uh, on a bridge. And, but it's in between, uh, so they, they investigate the murder. And that was definitely based on a European show of some sort. <laughs> so I was thinking that's yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah, well, because I think the killing right. came out around the time Breaking Bad and Mad Men were on AMC still. Yeah, it was probably a so that was part of their whole. Yeah, so I remember hearing about that, but never watched it. I, the the one thing I read, I uh, found out about it is season one ends, they don't solve the murder. Yep, that's true. And I guess, and I guess people were pissed about that. <laughs> and then, and then Jank, like season two, they just go on to a different case, right? No, season two is them still trying to solve that murder. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there were basically pissed. takes two seasons. <laughs> I think oh, they just expected yeah, it thought, to be resolved in one. I thought when they were saying people got pissed, like they just said, "Oh well, we can't solve it." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 that didn't happen. <laughs> there is definitely oh. a resolution. Well, then these people need to shut the fuck up and just let it have play out. You know, you can't just tidy things up in one season. Don't worry. Let's play out. I think people were mad. I mean, I, w- I was fine with it, especially since I don't think I watched it originally when it was running. I think I caught up with it at least into the second season, so it didn't seem as bad for me. <laughs> like I was all just oh. watching it all at once. Um, but I think it, it's just – it focuses a lot on the family and, like, what this is doing to them um, and kind of how it's affecting, you know, the parents and all that kind of stuff. So I think people are probably just upset that, Oh God, this is just dragging out forever. And we're just going to watch these people be miserable forever. <laughs> See, uh, again, I come from the, uh, the mystery writing background and occasionally every once in a while you'll get a book and we had to read one of these books in my uh, writing program where they don't solve the murder. The book just ends. They don't tell you who the killer, they don't, it just ends. And it's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. That's part of the deal. When, when you, you buy into a mystery and you're in a mystery, you have to solve it. You just mm-hmm. have to. <laughs> you can't. So that's what I thought they did. They just said, ah, oh, well, can't solve it. But yeah, all right. Do they ever do I that in it. books where like, they don't reveal it, but then they have a sequel book? that does it <laughs> like in the next book uh, to find I, out I couldn't tell you because usually if you don't solve it in the first book you don't get a second book you know what I'm saying <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> like people, <laughs> what if you do a traditional mystery of the first book then book two you leave it open and then like book four you find out the guy who did the killing in book four is actually the same one from two <laughs> <laughs> well usually like if you sign a book deal and you're writing, they give you like a three book deal because you do a series. Mysteries are usually based on a series. So sometimes they'll solve like a, they'll solve some mystery, in the, but there'll be an overarching mystery that'll carry into the second. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you'll, you'll yeah. solve the big point of the first book, but uh oh, there's something more going on here. So you got to get the second. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but yeah, if you just write a one standalone book where you don't solve the mystery, you ain't getting a second book. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, uh, number four. I mentioned this show last week as a possibility. Lodge forty nine. Lodge forty nine. I, I think this was another AMC show. Right? I think it was on. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, now, neither uh, of you Kurt guys Russell's have ever kid. watched it. That's nope. Kurt Russell's kid. Yep. Wyatt Russell. Like. 
who's the who's the mom of that? Is that Goldie Hawn or? Uh, uh I think I think he predates Goldie Hawn. All right. Whoever uh, whoever he was knocking boots with back then, yeah. in like the eighties. I I didn't even realize who this kid was, but now that you say it, like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh yeah, he kind of seems like a Kurt Russell kind of guy. <laughs> like he's got mm-hmm. the long hair, and he's playing a drifter. <laughs> so it's like, oh, all right, see that. Uh, but yeah, this kid, uh, I can't even remember his name because I watched this a week ago, and I don't can't remember the, the character name. But uh, he he plays a kid. Uh, he uh, his dad died, and um, they used to run a family business. Uh, I think they put in swimming pools, if I'm remembering properly, or something like that. And he has a oh, that sister. Sense, I think he was always in the bottom of a swimming pool and all the posters and everything. Commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> like that because that's just such a rip off of The Graduate. You know that famous scene in The Graduate, and everyone rips it off, and it's like stop already. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so basically, his life falls apart because he was also a surfer. That was a big thing he loved to do was surf. But he took a trip down to like. Uh, Argentina or somewhere to go surfing. He got bit by a snake and he almost died or something. And he got bit on the foot and the foot never healed properly. So he can't even surf anymore. So he lost the thing he can do that he loves the most. His dad dies, who he loved. Uh, The family business. uh, When his dad died, they found out the business was uh, losing money. And, you know, that they lost the business. They lost their house. And his twin sister is working as a waitress now at a bar, and he's just doing nothing. He's just drifting along. Um, he He's trying to find – he like, he takes stuff. Uh, the show opens. He's using a metal detector on the beach, and he finds a ring, and it's a lodge ring. And he tries to take it to a pawn shop of a guy he knows to try and sell it. And the guy says, well, it's not real gold. I don't want it. But he says, hey, they do have a, uh, a lodge uh, across town there. He says, oh, I drive past that place every day. I don't even know what it is. So uh, then later on, he his car happens to run out of gas right in front of the lodge. Like, he's not even <laughs> trying to go to the lodge. He just happens to run. He's like, holy fuck, it's the lodge. So he goes up to the lodge, and he meets this older fella who's, uh, who's running the lodge. And um, he's like, hey, can I join? And he's like, well, uh, we have a policy. Anyone who asks to join, we let them join. So if you want to come, he's like, uh, but, but here's this guy. Because <laughs> they're they're having trouble getting new members, you know. <laughs> like they'll give you a shot if you want to join. Um, <laughs> so this older fella, he's also gotten some trouble. He's uh, he made some bad bets, so he owes some people money. He owes people like two grand, and he doesn't have it. So he tells. Usually it's free to join, but he tells this kid, he's like, it's two grand to join. <laughs> he wants to try and get money out. Of him. <laughs> and the kid says, all right, even though he's broke, but he goes back to the pawn shop. Because he knows this guy, this guy loans money at like eighty-five percent interest or something. So he's like, "All right, Jeez. give me a loan <laughs> for the money." And he's like, "Well, why? You know me. You know I don't have a job. Why are you loaning me this money? It's stupid for you." He goes, "He goes because I know your sister will bail you out again, like she did the last several times." So he gives him three grand, and he takes two of it, gives it to this guy, and he joins the lodge. But at the <laughs> at the meeting, at the 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 main lodge guy is very old and we see him have a heart attack early on in the show so the guy that <laughs> I'm, this is so confusing so the guy that uh kurt russell's kid talked to he's like second in command and it, it's been his lifelong goal to become the leader of this lodge so okay. at the big meeting they have 
where the kid shows up, the really old guy tells our guy, <laughs> the second in command guy, it, I'm getting too old. You're going to take over. It's your time. We're going to put your picture on the wall. You're going to be the guy. So he's all happy and stuff. Um, and then uh, Kurt Russell's kid, his, nick- his name is Dud. His nickname's Dud because his last name's Dudley. Everyone <laughs> calls him Dud. So oh, okay. he tells a story about why he's at the lodge and, uh, you know, how he's hoping that they could help him, you know, because his life's kind of falling apart. And so the old guy, everyone's happy. They're welcoming Dud in. The old guy, he walks up to him and just punches him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the old guy has another heart attack. And they have to wheel him out. And our other guy, the the guy who's going to be taking charge, he's, you know, apologizing to Dud. He's like, I don't know what happened there. I have no idea <laughs> why he did that. I think he's just losing his mind. <laughs> oh, oh, but as they're wheeling out the guy on the stretcher, he tells our other guy, he's like, hey, this isn't the real lodge. This is all fake. And that's the last thing he hears. Uh-huh. Listen away. So he goes in to, to talk to Dud. And he told Dud it would be $2,000 to join, but he said, don't worry about the money. You know, just come and see, and we'll figure it out later. Because he was having, you know, second thoughts about cheating this guy at $2,000. So Dud's got, like, an ice pack on his eye. You know, he just got punched in the face. And he's like, I still I still want to be a part of the lodge. And he's like, oh, all right. And he's like, oh, I almost forgot. And he gives him an envelope of two grand. And the other guy's like, oh, fuck. You know, he's having a conscious moment. He's like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, before you go, let's have a drink together. And they drink, but he still took his two grand. <laughs> no, that's where the episode. So I got to tell you, I loved it. I thought it was huh. great. I really enjoyed the show. Interesting. It's just a quiet little quirky show, you know. And and from what I uh, I hear or tell, I guess it's two seasons, and they tackle some pretty philosophical stuff along the way. And I've heard the final se- episode of season two is spectacular. It's like really uplifting and a very good thing so i i would be interested in watching lodge 49 regularly okay um yeah dud's a likable uh, and i really like his sister too she's you know smoking hot so um <laughs> whatever yeah that sounds interesting i'd be down yeah it's really well written. it's really well written and it's the way they structured this first episode is really good because yeah, you got the moral the dilemma of the guy what uh you should service. take the money uh, Hulu. It's on the Hulu. Yep, it's okay. on the Hulu. So, it's kind of like um, Dud is a little like uh, the dude, you know, from uh, Big Lebowski. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the commercials. Guy. He definitely had that kind of vibe. Yeah. So yeah, Lodge. Oh, it turns out 40... he uh, he is Goldie Hawn kid as well. Kurt Russell. Wow, how Goldie about that? Hawn. Yeah. Has he been in other stuff, or is this like his first thing? Uh, I've seen him in some movies here and there. It's terrible, like Table 19 or something. <laughs> uh, I know I've seen him in some right. other movies that I can't think of. Oh, All right, yeah, so uh, big last no, year. Highly recommend. Check it out on the Hulu. All right, another Hulu show. This is a half number three here. Uh, it's a half-hour comedy uh from like a Britain, uh, this way up, this way up. Nothing. Nope. Hmm. All right. It's uh, it's kind of. My finger isn't on the pulse of British uh, comedy these days. (laughs) But it's uh, 
Well, it, it's they're British people, but like I don't I don't know if it aired in Britain or if it was just a Hulu. I think it may have just been made for Hulu. Um, but uh, it's very much like Fleabag. So if you like the Fleabag, and I know Tuffy <laughs> does, right, Tuffy? You like the Fleabag? Oh yeah, still gotta watch season two though. Um, I think you'll like this way up. Uh, the main star is a lady. Uh, she just had a nervous breakdown. She's just getting her life. She's just coming out of the uh, facility. She's just getting let go. And her sister, uh, she, her, she has a sister who, like, uh, you know, is her best friend and watching out for her. So, is she better looking than Fleabag? Yeah, I think most people would say yes. I really like oh, her sister, okay. though. Like, uh, if, of the two, I'm, I'm way into her sister. So uh, the show is about her trying to get her life back together and trying to deal with her mental illness, uh, her anxiety and her depression and, you know, panic and all that stuff. So it doesn't sound like, oh, that sounds hilarious. No, but it actually is. It's, it's very <laughs> funny. It's a dark comedy kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> it's just this lady trying to get her life back together and um, her sister watching out for her. And, uh but I really enjoyed it. And again, if you like Fleabag, you'll like this a lot, I think. So give it a whirl. This way up. I will definitely be watching more of these. No doubt. <laughs> so no doubt. I give that a whirl. And I and I think and some might be involved. I, I forget the sister's name, but I think she's also in a show that I I'll probably try and watch uh maybe this week called Catastrophe. With that one guy from It's Always Sunny, Rob Delaney, I think his name is. Rob McElhaney? Sure, there it is. Rob McElhaney. <laughs> yeah, Rob Delaney's a different person, I think. All right, well, whatever. One of the guys from It's Always Sunny, not Charlie and not Mac. Dennis. The other Danny DeVito. No, no, no. It's Mac. Um, it is Mac. Not <laughs> yeah. I confused him. Yes. It is Mac. <laughs> so, all right. There you go. That guy. But uh, her sister's in that as well. Uh, and that's supposedly supposed to be funny. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, catastrophe. All right. Number two. This is another Hulu show. Don't trust the bee in apartment 23. <laughs> oh, I know why you watched this one. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, yes, James Jones. Vanderbeek. Yes, James <laughs> Vanderbeek. And uh, another lady named uh, uh, what? Dreama Walker, I believe. Her name? I don't know. She's really uh-huh. good. But yeah, this is Kristen Ritter, uh, Jessica Jones. This is pre Jessica Jones. This was a, uh, and I think it was on ABC, ABC sitcom. Yeah. Now, yeah. It was 2008 <laughs> for two seasons. Now, I had heard about it. I've known about it. I've always seen Kristen Ritter on the Hulu. Like, ah, I was like, I don't want to watch it. It's an ABC show. It's got to suck. It's got to be terrible. A network. <laughs> I got to tell you. And it turns was, out it is. No, I was. Tuffy, have you ever watched this? <laughs> yeah, I watched it when it was on. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't remember very well, but. I loved it. Hmm. Uh, this was after Kristen Ritter had been on. Breaking Bad, she was on this. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I watched it, and it was not good. No, it's hmm. very good. I'm going to have to watch it's an very... episode of this now. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Uh, See where I weigh in on this. The humor in it, 
the humor in it is very uh, edgy for a ABC network sitcom. Like I was stunned <laughs> that this got on ABC. Um, they said I, the I don't know. And <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> they did two seasons. Season one only has seven episodes, but they had filmed 13. Yet for some reason, uh, ABC and all their wisdom, they kept those six episodes. And then they started season two. After they did about five or six episodes of season two, they started interspersing those six episodes from season one into season two. <laughs> so the God. continuity totally fucked it. So I, and even Hulu <laughs> presented the episodes in that way. So like you're, you're halfway through season two. And I've got about maybe seven episodes left to watch. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. Why is she acting like this? Uh, like the main girl just said uh, – the premise of the show is this Dreama Walker. She uh, is like a small-town Indiana girl who has like the perfect family, and you know she's a do-gooder. And she gets a big job in New York City working on Wall Street. Uh, she gets this fancy apartment that the company's buying for. Her life seems perfect. She's only like 25, 26. Her life's right where she needs to be. She's engaged to this guy who's a uh, behavioral psychologist. Her life's perfect. And then she gets there on her first day at work. The government shuts down the company because the guy's been doing insider trading. So she loses the job. She loses the apartment. And she has to find a place to stay. So she looks on Craigslist for uh, roommates wanted. And she finds our beloved Jessica Jones. And the best way to describe her, her name is Chloe. And she's like a New York City party girl. The best way to describe her is like Holly, go, like a demented Holly Go Lightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like she's just a liar, drug addict, con artist. And what she does is she acts real sweet and nice to get people, to get roommates to come in. And she says, I need your first last month in security deposit for you to live here. And then she just acts like a, a lunatic to drive them away. And then she keeps their money. <laughs> like that's her and she also used to date <laughs> James good Vander. Scam. Yeah, she used to actually date James Vanderbeek, Dawson's Creek James Vanderbeek. He's playing himself here, a, fic- a fictional role himself. And she's still best friends with him. And Vanderbeek's very funny as well. Um, but the big thing is uh, Kristen Ritter's tremendous, and the stream of Walker's really good. Um, yeah, give me an idea. Her up. She's, uh, she's pretty cute. Yeah, she's, like, cute and... I could say other things, but I don't want to get in trouble. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Kristen Ritter's tremendous in this. And uh, to give you an idea of some of the plots, like there's an episode where they're trying to get rent money. So, uh, you know, a little wholesome um, Dreama Walker, uh, her, her name's June Colburn on the show. She makes jam and uh, <laughs> it's like homemade jam and she wants to sell it. And Kristen Ritter's like, yeah, let's do this. It would be better with both of us doing it. And they're they're having fun. There's this big montage of them having fun making the jam and stuff and, you know, playfully fighting and throwing strawberries at each other. And it turns out that uh, Chloe's just hiding all the jam in their neighbor's apartment. They're not selling it or anything. All they're doing is uh, she set up cameras for an online fetish site. So that's how she's getting the money. But that gives you an idea of what's going on here. And they also have a neighbor across the street who just sits in the window and speaks to them through their windows, and he's like a pervert. Uh, he says a lot of weird shit. And then there's a neighbor uh, who they were hiding the jam in her apartment. Her name's Robin. She's a former roommate of Chloe, and now she's obsessed with Chloe. She's very funny. Um, so, yeah, 
And then there's another episode where uh, Chloe finds out she's the star of a Japanese manga comic book called Tall Bitch No Panties. That's very funny. As well. <laughs> um, yeah, Tuffy, you've yeah. got to give this another whirl. It's a very good show. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how no one I mean, you could watch this and not think it's, it's, it's Yeah, I mean, your description for, just makes it sound so very funny. <laughs> for an 80s, I'm telling you. For a network well, Tall Bitch No Panties got a laugh out of me. Yeah, very so there's fun. hope. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I really enjoy it. Don't trust to be in apartment twenty three on the Hulu. Only two seasons, twenty six episodes. Um, Pass. And it, it sounds like ABC, it sounds like ABC really jerked them around too, because like the first season they had, I forget. I looked at the ratings. It was like maybe six million viewers, and then the second season they're only getting like two million because they changed the day twice on them. You know what I mean? And then oh, they started. Oh yeah, and they're showing the episodes out of order and fucking yeah. yeah. Like how can you show episodes? You're trying order? to kill the show. Like eight, eight but like ten years ago, six million viewers was not that much. Yeah, it wasn't. It was still in 2012. Like Netflix hadn't taken off yet, and everything. Yeah, it was rated like 80th, but still, like if it would have stayed there, it got yeah. renewed for the second season. <laughs> it might have gone up to 75th. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Probably would have got a third season. But. Uh, uh. Um, what was I saying? As long as you can yeah, beat like, slap so, chop infomercials, you're doing all right. <laughs> but when they started moving around the uh, the episodes, putting in a season two episode, like eight episodes into season two, and like, like June saying, "I've been in New York for three weeks now." No, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. It's fucking confusing. Yeah, yeah. that's atrocious. And, and like, there's a big, I don't like there's that. A big, there's a big plot line where James Vanderbeek is going on Dancing with the Stars, and it and it goes over like eight nine episodes. They're talking about it. In season two, he already has his appearance on Dancing with the Stars, and then like four episodes later, there's an episode where he's like, "I'm I just got a call about Dancing with the Stars." Well, what the fuck? Can't <laughs> <laughs> do that shit. Yeah, that's unconscionable. Yeah. Anyway, big fan. Don't listen to Tuffy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Don't trust. Him. Well, you got this polar opposite viewpoints here. Now I have to watch it. Yes, I promise. You, Rick, I will watch Twin Peaks before I watch Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. <laughs> Kristen Ritter is tremendous. She's very good. That if you want to see Kristen Ritter, watch Breaking Bad. No, because uh, or Jessica that was, Jones. That that highlights the end of Breaking Bad being good when her dad crashes the plane <laughs> because he's so distraught about his daughter dying. Fuck Breaking. We'll just watch Bad. the first two seasons then. Yeah, most overrated show in history of TV. All right, uh, number one. And <laughs> number one, going back to Amazon Prime, The Expanse. The Expanse. Uh, oh man, you are not. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I watched the first season of this when it was on Sci-Fi. Still. Oh, I didn't and, know. Uh, that. I've heard good things. Yeah, tough. You I didn't, didn't like it that much. No, oh. it's very slow and dark. And... One. I only watched episode one, so I don't know. But uh, everything I hear, people rave about it. Uh, people in my writing program told me about it to watch it. So I'm like, all right, I'll finally watch it. And season one, episode one was really well done, I think, in how it was written. And uh, the way they reveal character and build up character. But basically, it, it's outer space. Again, we're getting into the outer space. Uh, the Earth is now controlled by the U.N., Mars 
is a war planet. And then <laughs> everyone else, uh, the other big thing is like they're called uh, people live in the asteroid belts and they harvest ice out of the asteroid belts because the, the most precious resources are water and, and fresh air. All right. So um, yeah. those are your three big points of this, uh, Mars, Earth, and the asteroid belts. So episode one, there's a couple plot lines going on here. One is, uh, I guess there's a big asteroid called Cirrus where people live and there's a community out there. And then these people are called Belters and, and out in the asteroid belt. And there's a detective there who's uh, searching for a missing girl. That's the one the plot. And then the other plot uh, is uh, these people who are harvesting ice from the asteroid belt. They get a distress signal from a ship. And they're debating what they don't want to go investigate it. So they try to cover it up because if they go investigate the distress call, they'll miss their on-time bonus when they're making their ice delivery. So they're like, oh, let's just act like we didn't hear it. But one of the guys (laughs) has, uh, you know, thinks, well, we can't do that. So he secretly uh, files it in the log officially. So now it's known and they got to go investigate. So when they go investigate it, shit gets weird. Like stuff, bad stuff happens. All right. I don't want to spoil it because it's a good ending, but uh, it it's really good because you reveal a lot about that guy's character. You get a lot about the detective's character and the other thing. It's very well done, and it sets up uh, a good uh, jumping off point for a whole series because I guess there's a lot of political stuff going on here as well. People describe it as like Games of Thrones in space. I've heard it described. Uh, Tuffy, you were oh, not a fan of this because it gets very good well, reviews everywhere. Yeah, I watched the first season. It was on Sci-Fi. I remember there was issues of whether it was going to get renewed, and I think it was one of the shows that you know jumped services a couple times. And it, um, yeah, the the first season I don't remember being that great. Huh? Like by the end of it, I mean I watched the whole season, but yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, I was impressed. So I uh, I will definitely watch more of this. Um... I think yeah, Kevin Smith recently did, did some video where he was like explaining all the seasons or something, trying to catch people up, <laughs> trying to get people to watch it. Yeah, because I, I think there's been five seasons or four, five, I don't know, something like that. Um, so I, I I don't know what Larry would like to watch, but uh... <laughs> probably just watch Suicide Squad again for the 400th time. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I I would vote for either the Expanse or Lodge Forty Nine. I think to watch. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm down with either of those. I'll go wherever you guys want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Tuffy, have, have you watched anything recently? No. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, those two episodes of Letter Kenny. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Jake, <laughs> uh, have you seen anything new? Uh, like Tuffy, I've been going through Letter Kenny. Um, I saw the movie The Gentleman yesterday uh, in, in the theater. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah, uh, Colin who's Farrell the was great. Um, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, as soon as I yeah, as soon as I saw the commercial, I'm like, oh, that's a Guy Ritchie movie, isn't it? And yep, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Movie. It yeah. is very up his alley. It's yeah, it's like uh, most of his movies. But 
it, it definitely has his style, but I thought it was well done as far as that style goes. Like, there's a lot of weird things where it's like calling attention to the fact that it's a movie almost, where like Hugh Grant's character is kind of pitching this whole story as a movie. And it's all kind of weird, like, meta-narrative stuff going on at once. And it, some of it, I'd say, worked. Uh, I pretty much expected nothing out of this movie. And it was, you know, decent, I guess. So that's something. <laughs> For most so, January well, movies, you're like just going to get pure shit. This was at least fine. <laughs> you like uh, Colin Farrell, though. I'm a big fan of Colin Farrell now after I've been <laughs> I watched yeah. all those I had that string of Colin Farrell movies I watched. I'm a big fan. Yeah, um, he's great. Like, he is so good in this movie. There's a scene where he's just, like, at, like, a deli or something, and these kids come in, and they're kind of, like, starting shit, so he just kind of beats the shit out of them and, like, keeps slapping the knives right out of their hands and shit, and he's just he's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed Colin Farrell. It gets uh, 72% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, that's the audience right. score is, The audience score is 91 how about that? Wow. <laughs> the audience. Oh, that's that's too high. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good jam um, song in the uh in the end credits, so that was good. I always love hearing oh. them. That's entertainment. Have you uh watched anything else at the movies? Uh well let's see. <clears throat> I think last week we talked about how I'd seen Pulp Fiction in the theater. Uh so last oh. Sunday they were showing Kill Bill Volume 1 in the theater, so I went and oh, saw okay. that again. Yeah, that was cool. Probably going to see the second one this weekend. Oh, nice. It's so good. I went by I myself to see that in the theater. That was the first time I ever went to a movie by myself, to go see Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, I've done that so many times. <laughs> That's pretty much the only way I've ever seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done it three times. I did it for that. I think I did it for the first Avengers, and I think I did it for Endgame. Then, so yeah, three times. How about that? You just gotta get used um, to it. Just pop that cherry and keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, there doesn't seem to be. Yeah, like the only other thing that came out this week was uh, the turning. Which just looks like every ghost movie they've made in the last like six or seven years. And it it gets fourteen percent, so not looking too good. What about Jumanji? <laughs> the next about right. Nope, didn't see that one or the first one with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, I did watch the first Jumanji this week and just remembered that. With Robin, the, Rock the first one with Robin Williams. No, the the first new one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And? It's fine. How is it? <laughs> it's not bad. Hmm. It doesn't make as like much sense whole... as Jumanji because they get sucked into the video game and then it's never really clear what the consequence is if you die in the video game. Like they just assume <laughs> that you die in real life, but that's never made explicit at all. Yeah, you need somebody to test like they... that. Yeah, like they have little tattoo marks rules? on their arms that they figure out they have three lives each. So it's like, oh, nobody can die more than three times, but nobody knows what happens if you die a third time. So. <laughs> yeah, it can just be out of the game. Yeah. But because later they find some guy who's who's been in the game for like 20 years with his last life. 
So if you don't die, you stay in the game. But if you die a third time, maybe you get out. <laughs> yep. That's where you at least need some kind of a menu or something, some kind of tutorial, in-game tutorial that explains the yeah. At least yeah. gives you some set of the stakes. But, uh, but yeah, it's not bad. Just, it's still pretty good, I think. I mean, the rocks are like good. like the whole thing of uh, – like they're changing it to a video game now. It didn't make any sense why that would happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like not really explained. Decided, yeah. Some company the, would have there's... to start coding this haunted game yeah, into, I think... a board, into a video game. Again, it's not made explicit, but at one point, like, the name Alan Parrish is carved into a tree, which is Robin Williams' character from the first one, I think. And it's like, oh, he's the he's the person who designed the video game. And it's like... So after he was stuck with Jumanji, he decided to torture other people by making a video game out of it? Yeah. This is the last thing he would do. But. Hey, well, um, uh, well, well, Karen Gillian, right? Or is that her name? Gillian or Gillian? Yeah. She's in there. Yeah. She's good. Hey, while I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, I, I looked at the Expanse. Tuffy, 93% tomato rating and 96 audience approval. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm about to trust the bee There's... in Fireman 23. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend another show for you to check out, Mike Dell, called Humans. It's on Amazon Prime. It's about... Uh, Never heard of it. There's like these uh, sort of uh, Android like robots that are made to be like, you know, oh, here's a robot who can be your servant who looks like a human. And then, um, you know, maybe they have some level of consciousness and that's kind of the plot of the show. Pretty good. Hmm. All right. I'll look for that. So it's like so probably watch another 12, <laughs> but not in the West. Probably watch another 12 yeah. shows this week. Yeah. Yeah. Humans is good. Hey, I'll I'll first season of it. There's like uh, four seasons. So I don't know if it gets worse or not, but. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. don't trust to be in apartment 23, 84% approval. Yeah. Well, what's the last Jedi score on Rotten Tomatoes? And let's gauge off that. And 82 <laughs> gets uh, that. Uh, season one gets 87%. Yeah, season one is very strong. Um, there's a couple, but I, but you can't tell. There were a couple weaker episodes in season two, but I, I think they were actually season one episodes that were shown in season two. It's tough to tell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that's maddening. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand who thought that was a good idea. You know, like, yeah, you can't expect a show to succeed like that. <laughs> Yeesh. Anyway, um, yourself in the foot. Yeah, so I, I guess I'll try and uh, watch more shows this week. Uh, it's it's tough to find shows to watch though. I don't know. <laughs> like there's some I just don't humans know. on your list. <laughs> humans is good. Humans. <laughs> is anyone famous in humans? Uh, I think it's a British show. Hmm. Um, is that not the one that was Larry, on AMC? With like the it Asian was on Sci-Fi Girl. Oh, I think it was a different robot. There is show. an Asian girl, but it was on Sci-Fi. <laughs> hmm. It might have been on AMC. Oh, it was on AMC. Maybe it was on AMC, not Sci-Fi. I thought it was on Sci-Fi. Oh, hey Tuffy, this uh, this humans gets ninety-four percent. Look out! We'll see that one. Know. 
<laughs> yeah, advanced one that's wrong. <laughs> Broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was an uh, AMC show. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing the commercials for that a lot. I like. This I can't make Gemma any promises past season one, but uh, season one's good. I like this Gemma Chan lady who stars in it. Looks yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. I'll give humans a whirl. There you go. Yeah. Um, At some point, some people do some stuff with the robots, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> I would have been doing that right stuff. away. <laughs> the robots do have an optional adult mode. <laughs> yeah, like it's an option. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. What else do you need a robot for? <laughs> if <Awesome>. not that. <laughs> well, if I remember the premise of the first season is like the wife gets the robot to help, you know, because she's going back to work or something, and then um, the husband's <laughs> up late one night and he's like, "Hey, what's this adult mode thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh... testing the options, honey. <laughs> <laughs> What if you like you click adult mode and it moves out and get the job? That will suck. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. At all. Yeah. All right. Um, see what, yeah, what I else remember is going part of the on, plot uh, being him trying to figure out like the equivalent of um, a race browser history kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, let's forget that we were ever in adult mode here. <laughs> um, uh, this does sound pretty intriguing now. No, I mean, yeah, these are well, situations we can all relate to. <laughs> so, uh, that, I guess that's uh, everything I watched this week um, besides wrestling. Hey, Tuffy, Royal Rumble weekend. You excited? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I got my new Kabuki Warriors t-shirt from L-Day. I'm fired up. Ready to go? Yeah. Oscar I mean, that'll be Beck good. Lynch. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope that they let Oscar win, obviously. Uh, but like that's clearly the <laughs> thing. You always do. do. Yeah, uh, but it's clearly the best thing to do in terms of the storyline, and you could do so many good things with that. And like the last two weeks, I know tough. You don't watch the WWE backstage, but they've been talking about it on there, and like Ember Moon, Punk, Page, everyone's saying they gotta let Oscar win, you know. And Becky was on this past week, yeah. and she really put Oscar over. I was being really good, and she was trying to like. She said the reason why she wanted to work with Oscar is because they screwed her over last WrestleMania, which they did, and they yanked, you know, took uh, the rug out from under. And Becky's like, yeah. I know how that feels, so I wanted to work with Oscar, and Oscar deserves it. He wanted to make a monster out of her, and so I think to really make Oscar top tier, you have her beat Becky. But it's it's the best thing for Becky too because Becky is kind of getting a little stale at the moment. Uh, but if you let her lose and then chase the title again, that's the best for business. Because Becky's better at chasing. You know, she's the underdog that chases. Yeah. I think that's – there's no downside. Like, you have Oscar beat yeah. and then you have Becky beat her again. If you don't want to take it to WrestleMania, you can have her beat her at Elimination Chamber or whatever. But it would make Becky much more interesting if she loses, you know. So or I'm you do, like, some green they... mist shenanigans, and maybe this is yeah. the first time Oscar gets caught with the green mist. Or maybe she wins with the green mist, and so that's where he gets your rematch. I'd have her use the red mist, you know, bust out the red mist, step it up and yeah. take it at one level up. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking at the rest of the card, and um, yeesh. 
Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan. Like, okay. I'm on a website. I'm at uh, oddshark.com, Tuffy. They actually, you can bet on the Royal Rumble. So, Jank, write down these odds. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to want to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but but Bray Wyatt. I mean, is Brock Lesnar, like, one to five? Like, how does Brock Lesnar not win this? You're talking about the Rumble. Oh, for the Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, uh, yeah, let's go through the card. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Bray Wyatt is a minus 600 favorite. So, yeah, everyone's Ugh. expecting Bray Wyatt. Um, Becky versus Asuka. Becky is a minus 290 favorite. Uh, so, that's okay. actually gone down a little. <laughs> it was minus 300. So, it went down <laughs> to minus 290. Uh, not yeah, Asuka. And not just from like If that. it wasn't. If it wasn't the Royal Rumble, here's the problem is uh usually the Royal Rumble sets up the WrestleMania feud and people there's yeah. no way they're gonna let Oscar and wrestle Becky at WrestleMania because they're just terrible people. <laughs> they should, but they're not gonna <laughs> So they wanna start the feud with uh I'm sure Becky and whoever wins the Rumble. Um we'll get to that in a minute. Um next we have Bailey Charlotte. versus Lacey And yeah. Bailey is a minus two hundred. So yeah, maybe Lacey gets that. I don't. I think Bailey's winning though. Yeah, I mean, face Lacey is not as good as heel Lacey. I agree. I and agree. I'm here to fight for my daughter. Lacey is about the worst possible face Lacey you can have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, she's smoking hot. We don't need to hear her having a kid and a husband. Anymore. Yeah, no I don't want to hear about her damn kid. <laughs> that goes for most no situations, really. Yeah. Uh, Next we have. uh, Oh wait, now we get. They're just going right into the rumble matches. All right, so. No, there's three uh, other matches, but I don't know if those are. There's three other matches listed at least. You got Roman Reigns, Corbin, Falls Count Anywhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. That might be on the pre-go. Yeah, I'm guessing. And Shorty G versus Sheamus, which will be on the pre-pre-show, I'm guessing. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Shorty G versus Sheamus, what the? (laughs) Like, Sheamus is coming back. Just put him in the Rumble. How hard is that? Just have him come out, like, 25th or something. He still might show up. Have they announced everyone who's in the Rumble yet? I hope not. I don't know. (laughs) All right, so here's the men's Rumble. Uh... The odds on favor to win is Roman Reigns, minus 200. So even though he's going to have that match with Corbin, they're still picking him to win the Rumble. Uh, I got 27 listed as in the Rumble so far. Then the, uh, so the second favorite to win is Brock. Now, now, Jake, you're yeah. probably not aware of this, but Brock Lesnar's coming in at number one in the Rumble. Number one. <laughs> and he will definitely make says, it to at least the final three. I don't. Damn. You could do a lot of things with him. I actually like this. You could do a lot of things with him. You could have him get eliminated early. Like someone could just come in and eliminate him, and then that's the feud, you know. So what, whoever eliminates him, that, there's your feud. So um, it could happen at any yeah. point, really. But I'm guessing Drew McIntyre. He, I think he's going to win. He's plus four fifty. Well, I think the best outcome is our truth comes out number two and eliminates Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. I, like, who would you pick to win, Tuffy, if it was your call? Um, Drew McIntyre. 
Yeah, this but guy is tremendous. Finally. Yeah. So I would go with Drew McIntyre. They also have Kane Velasquez or, at plus five fifty. That would be terrible. And they have Punk at plus six hundred, Edge at plus seven fifty. Because there there are rumors that Edge is coming out of retirement and he'll show up at the Rumble. So instead, it's going to be like Rey Mysterio or something. <laughs> if if McIntyre doesn't win, it'll be Reigns, I guess. But um, I'm hoping McIntyre. All right. So the women's Rumble match. Everyone's saying Shayna Baszler. She's minus 300 because they're like, oh, Shayna Baszler. They're not going to have Shayna Baszler win the Rumble and be in a main event, ma- like a top caliber match at WrestleMania against Becky Lynch. It's just not going to happen. Like, no well, I mean, I'm looking roster. at the already announced wrestlers, and there's only two people who could possibly win this, and their names are Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss. Because <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon is still booking the show. <laughs> no, I, I think Charlotte's. Charlotte's going to win because that's what I don't understand people. Cause if Charlotte doesn't win, what does she do at WrestleMania? She doesn't have a belt. She needs to be in one. So she's going to win. Uh, it's Charlotte. She gets everything, you know, so she's going to win. Um, I don't yeah. want, I don't understand why people think they're going to put Baszler in a big main, like WrestleMania match against Becky, when she hasn't even been on the main roster yet. People know like the fans in the WWE don't really know her. NXT fans know her, but and the one time she did have a match in WWE against Becky and Bailey, it sucked. It was terrible. So I can't see them yeah. making that a WrestleMania match. But I don't know. The other person who could win would be Sasha Banks. She's plus she's plus uh, eight hundred. Charlotte's plus two hundred. Because I think they could go. Uh, I think they're building towards Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania. So if Sasha wins the Rumble, everyone thinks, oh, she's going to challenge Becky. No, she challenges Bailey. And then do that, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But they There's only really nine women winning. right now listed in the Rumble match. Uh, That's I, not a lot. A shit in, I think they only have like, like ten, maybe. You know, yeah, they only have like ten women on the main roster. Yeah. Um, the other potential winners, of course, if Rousey comes back, that changes everything. Like if Rousey shows up at the yeah. Rumble, she's winning, and she's challenging Becky. So. Um, Get ready. But yeah, I, th- I think Charlotte's going to win. So. About that. So yeah. There you go. It's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be Roman Reigns. It's going to be Vince. Vince having, um, yeah. Vince yeah. blowing up in his and pants. Oscar will lose in like five night. seconds. She'll tap out in five seconds. Yeah. That'd be great. So, so Jake. Because well, Corbin's going to like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably not. Hey, hey Jake, <laughs> Saturday night, Worlds Collide, NXT versus NXT UK. Watch that, too. All right? <laughs> Got a whole weekend of wrestling ahead of me. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm going to load up on my I'm gonna load up on my snacks and just go to town watching wrestling this week. Awesome. <laughs> so much good beans. <laughs> it's on the card for uh, the NXT one. <laughs> I know Tony Storm is wrestling uh, Rhea Ripley, so that'll be good. Is that Dakota um, Kai and Keegan Knox at that, too? That's going to be on NXT this week. So that's a big okay. match on NXT. I think the Undisputed Era versus Impor- – what, what's the uh, – Walter's one, Imperium, uh, his group. Um, I think that's a four-way uh, – four-on-four match. Um, oh, the the final of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, right? Uh 
I think. Or no, maybe not. No, I, I, that's not on this one. Fuck. I don't know. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. That's what you're paying your money for. Just go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so That'll be good. Uh, recorded another flea market fantasy yesterday with uh, our buddy Port Carrot. Port Carrot was on. And he was tremendous. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That Port Carrot knows his shit. He, uh, we did Doctor Strange <laughs> issue four from 1974, and uh, Jank. It was drawn by a guy named Frank Bruner, who I had no knowledge Frank of at Bruner. all. You ever heard no, of him? No, that's not one that lived on. It, it's uh, inked by Dick Giordano, who's really good as well. And so the art is spectacular in this book. Hmm. Um, I really this up. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like classic comic book art. Just perfect. Really love it. So um, he, he he didn't hang around comics too much. He, he got into like uh, Hollywood doing animation for different studios, and he was the character designer for the X Men anime, animated show in the nineties. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he did a great job oh, on uh, that show. Yeah, I also watched some of that on uh, Disney Plus this week. Is the really nineties X Men yeah. cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they you, messed you know up the order on there. <laughs> kind of like, don't trust oh, me like, in apartment 23. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know who loves that show is uh, The New Day. Because they have a podcast now, The New Day, but they were talking about it. They love that yeah. X-Men show <laughs> in the 90s. I this, remember this it good show. I, I remember the theme song. and I, Hey, do you remember the uh, – they did like a pilot episode of an X-Men animated series called The Pride of the X-Men. Yeah, Pride of the X-Men, yep. That was good. Um, I remember that more for the fact that they used like clips from that in the X-Men arcade games. Uh, oh, like the little cutscenes would be like it. stuff from that. Oh, that game was so it. good. They used to have that at the Oakland roller rink, so every time they'd have like these roller skating parties for school, <laughs> I'd just fucking sit there and play X-Men the whole time. <laughs> Man, it, it's crazy. Like thinking back, like kids today, they have not only do they get all the free porn they can ever want, but uh, like X Men stuff, X Men video games, X Men movies, all, all this comic book media stuff. It's crazy because when I was a kid, you couldn't get. They didn't make movies about comic books. They didn't make video games about sure. comic books. Like I got so excited one time. They they said they were coming out with an X Men video game. I can't even remember the company that made it or what it was for, but it was like such guard. Like it was just an overhead shot of like squares. Kind of. Like what the fuck? Yeah, is this? The it was X-Men? the NES game. That game was awful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But now we just take this shit for granted. But uh, I'm all that's amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Although sadly, when it comes to the X Men, I don't think it ever got better after that '90s cartoon show. <laughs> the movies were there dreadful. Was a good game. <laughs> I had a good game, uh, an X Men game. One of the, the Genesis. It was, there was a PlayStation uh, you could Two X Men game that was okay. Well, there's a Genesis one where you X-Men could be like Legends? one of four characters. You could be like Wolverine, I think, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. um, Gambit, Cyclops. Yeah, and you could call in help from other guys at times, and they like Rogue would yeah. come in and punch people. That game was pretty good. I yeah, Archangel would come in. That game was great, yep. and the uh, they did a second one for Sega too. That was also very good. You got a little bit yeah, more choice. Like... I think they gave you like Beast and Psylocke. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that was pretty good. Hey, like, have you ever played any of those like fighting games, like where you can use X Men characters, like in Capcom? Yes. And stuff? Yeah, I like love them. X Men versus Capcom. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, so they're good? Like, what about that? They're, I saw there's one, amazing. like, with Infinity Stones and stuff. I mean, like, yep, uh, Marvel Stone? Super Heroes. That was a long time ago, but that one was really good. Um, I kind of had a little bit of everybody. Although some of the, some of the choices, there was, like, I want to say it was, like, 12 characters. And they have ones, like, Blackheart was in there and Shumagorath. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck wanted these? I, I still don't really do know remember, who Shumagorath is. I do remember. I actually played that in the arcade where they had Blackheart in it. Like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Because uh, Blackheart's yep. a Daredevil villain. It was, like, a very mm-hmm. odd choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's not exactly, like, super mainstream. It's a, yeah. it's a very weird one to go with. <laughs> and Shumagorath is even I weirder. The, He's just this eyeball I saw the newer with one. Like the newer one, they tie into the Infinity Stones and stuff. And um, like I saw uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Seth Rollins, they played it on Up Up Down Down for the uh, Up Up Down nice. Down Championship, and Becky beat him, and she was the champion. But uh, that's all. Like Tuffy, did you ever play that game at all? Which game? Like the Infinity Stones, Marvel, Capcom. Um, no, X-Men Children of the Atom was the one uh, arcade game I remember oh, playing yeah. back at the Caddyshack. That game was amazing. Like a Street Fighter-type X-Men game. But, uh, Jank, when I was a kid, there, there's a book came out. It was like, uh, it's called X-Men Children of the Atom. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm trying to think, it was kind of like a role-playing games, you know? Those uh, dice games. Yes. But it was just a big book. I've seen some of those the at the uh, comic book stores. Yeah, it just had all the information about all the X Men and all their different characters and enemies. It was a really cool book. <laughs> but I always remember that yeah. title, X Men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I uh, actually, I when I was thought, a kid, I, yeah, I, uh, I won the first season of X Men on VHS <laughs> from one of those like oh, Fox nice. Kids uh, contests. It was like the grand prize winner would win that and the X Men arcade game, like the actual cabinet you could, you know, take home. I didn't win that, but I won like the, you know, hundred other people win just the first season. <laughs> Still pretty good though. Still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty happy with it. Those VHS tapes, those are top quality these days. If you plug those in, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're there. Luckily, I still have a VCR, so just so I can watch these. I I just have vague recollections of that series. Like I remember Jubilee was in it, right? Yeah. 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 But it starts out with her kind of running into yeah. X-Men. Yeah. Basically just yeah. their boot like Kitty pride. They needed another teenage girl. So they're like, Oh, let's <laughs> have Jubilee. Yeah. The uh, first uh, yeah. two parter episode Jubilee is her nineties. Foster parents uh, register her with the mutant commission or something. And then the Sentinels just come and try and grab her up. Uh, they, yeah, there's an episode of uh, there's an episode of Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 where uh, Kristen Ritter gets a foster kid just because she wants an, a personal assistant. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a lab riot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, oh, yeah. the um, best part. Uh, so I've been watching that X Men. I've been watching rewatching the X Men cartoon uh, a little myself. Uh, I was all the way through, like, the first three seasons, I think. And uh, Mike Dell, you remember the big green uh, lizardy guy from the Star Jammers? Yeah, I can't remember his name, though. 
<laughs> it's uh, well, it, it, it reads it basically it's C H apostrophe O D. Oh yeah, code. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not realize that was how it was supposed to pronounce. And when I was watching the cartoon show, I'm like, wow, they're saying chode an awful lot on a Saturday morning cartoon show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Star Jammers. I forgot. Yeah. I think I always thought it was like Chad. <laughs> nope, it's Good chode. Old chode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this the, is amazing. Are the Star Jammers still a thing? Do they still appear in comics these days or no? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of years ago they tried to kill off Corsair, but of course, being comic books, he came back eventually. <laughs> Always do. Always do. Yep. Nothing lasts. That was when they revealed the big third Summers brother. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that was the third Summers. Yep. Vulcan. Zeppo? That was the whole thing. Zeppo something? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, you know, after Cyclops' parents got kidnapped by Deken, like, she was actually pregnant at the time, and even though they killed her, they kept the baby somehow. It was this whole convoluted thing. And then it was like, they, it turns out that Professor X had actually recruited Vulcan at one point. After, remember, the first generation of X-Men got captured by Krakoa? And then he went to go get the second generation with, you know, Storm and Nightcrawler and all them. They were like, no, no, no. There was actually another team in between those <laughs> oh. where Professor X recruited these other guys, <laughs> including Vulcan. And they failed? And then, it, yeah, they all died. <laughs> and so he just wiped I, everyone's memory of that ever happening. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wipe our memories that someone came up with that idea. Let's just forget about that. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that was, at all. It was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, n- next week on Flea Market Fantasy, Mike L picked Secret Origins, like thirty six or something. I-, I never knew what this was. It's a DC book. Uh, this oh. issue gives you the secret origins of Green Lantern and Poison Ivy. Like, <laughs> is it new stories or is it like reprinting their first appearance? I. I think they're new stories. This book came out in like, you know, 88 or whatever, but I think they're new original stories. Okay. Uh, they're trying to re-sum up everything that's kind of been revealed about yeah. them, I guess. Secret origins. Huh. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. But... <laughs> <laughs> it means you're going to get some more Batman. <laughs> yeah, it will. be like the sixth or seventh time now. Outrage. Batman <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, how you tell the origins of Poison Ivy without uh, without some Batman in there. I'm guessing she just goes camping and gets itchy. Is that all that happens? <laughs> yep. Probably. <laughs> they didn't have the cream, so she just got stuck like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. Anything else to discuss? Um, we could wrap this up, I guess. I watched the first episode Puppy. of Darkwing Duck also. On Disney Plus. Oh, I used to love Darkwing nice. Duck. I yeah. used to watch that all the time. Uh, yeah, not bad. Yeah. That and DuckTales, those were the best back in the day. Or as I like to call Darkwing Duck, the better Batman. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
I don't, I don't agree with that, but <laughs> it was good. Yeah, and Batman the Animated Series is one of the best cartoons ever, but sure. Yeah, that, really that was, I used to watch That was a good show. Uh, the other show I enjoyed, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The theme song was band. great. I don't remember the show being that great. Fandale, when in danger. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I might check out Tailspin this week. I don't know what oh, that is. You're having yourself a whole Disney afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe even the Mandalorian. We'll see. Is everything all right at home? Oh, you got it. Disney Plus. That's right. I was like, why, why did Disney kick? Yeah. Having troubles? All right. There you go. No. Just you know. watch Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Still holds up. That's a up. good movie. Yeah. Yeah. They got Angels in the Outfield on there. Oh, yeah. With Tony Danza? Yeah. Hey, oh. Yeah, Tony hey, Danza is going to be dead in six months at the end of that movie. That's what the angel tells a 10-year-old boy. He's going to die from lung cancer from smoking. <laughs> Those renegade angels. <laughs> yeah, while Tony Danza is winning the pennant, I think. I can't remember if it's like uh, winning the division or the pennant or whatever. They're celebrating, and Christopher Lloyd tells the kid, like, yeah, but he won't be around much longer. All those cigarettes or something like that is a line. Like, yeah, cancer, smoking. And it's like, what the hell is this doing in a kid movie? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, you should have come back like years ago. and We could have done something about this. Not now. He's got six yeah. months left. You're a little late. But what's worse, using trash cans and buzzers to steal signs or getting help from angels? But they don't help them win the last Danza. game. Oh, According so to Christopher Lloyd, the rules are they can't help them win the title. They can only win the first, like, 150 games for them. We can't <laughs> help you win the title. We can only ensure that other teams do not win. That's all we can do. Yeah. We can only make sure – we can only screw other teams. But we yeah, can't help you. <laughs> teen Wolf logic. Can't be the Wolf in the final game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tony yeah. Danza, who threw 159 pitches in that game. Whoa. With lung uh, cancer? Yeah, so... It's pretty good for a guy. Yeah, later on... So during the championship game, none of the Angels show up to help the team. Later on, Christopher Lloyd appears and explains that championships must be played without help from the Angels. And he was the fair <laughs> check on pitcher Mel Clark, who will be one of them soon due to having been a chain smoker for years. Tony Danza starts wow. struggling and is getting tired after throwing 159 pitches. <laughs> well, I mean, like even in 1995, anyway. 160 was a lot of pitches. He's gonna die anyway. What's he saving it for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could have saved that and given it to Angela one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Danny Danza. Angels in the Maybe better than uh, better than don't uh, trust to be in apartment twenty three. <laughs> no, it is not. Maybe instead of uh, doing uh, like a new TV show, we were we going to do Gary Coleman movies, or we could do Tony Danza movies. We could review Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Going ape. A lot of winners. There's one where he, him and monkeys going ape. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds pretty I good. A, I never <laughs> looked at to that. Maybe those Gary Coleman movies are on Disney Plus. Maybe is he related to Disney in any way? Uh, <laughs> they seem like good family movies. Um, Plus, did they have the old Don Knotts hmm. movies, like The Love God and all that stuff? I think they have like Herbie the Love Bug and those kind of things, and Bed Knobs and Broomsticks and all those ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. This is the part of the show where we get with the broken halo. <laughs> yeah, where can I watch it with the broken halo? Yeah, so I'm trying to look up where we can watch these Gary Coleman movies. Yeah, cool runnings on Disney Plus. That doesn't help me. Jamaican bobsled team. Hmm. Just uh, entertain yourselves. <laughs> Piping. They do not have angels in the outfit. A rocketeer, Apparently, I can watch it on something called Real Good. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Oh, no, no. Actually, no. It's just a website that tells you where you can watch stuff. And they have a big notice oh. at the bottom of the page. The kid with the broken halo is not streaming nor available to rent or purchase. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They're burying Someone it has that it fucking E.T. Atari game. Yeah, they're just, they're like, you are not allowed to watch Gary Coleman movies. Man. <laughs> These are God. not fit for human consumption. <laughs> I smell a conspiracy here. I need to get to the bottom of this. Man. <laughs> it's like I think like the VHS tapes up for cheap somewhere. I just screw up. Can't watch Gary Coleman anymore. Yeah. You know, I bet, I bet Emmanuel Lewis is behind this. I'm going to have to dig into this. <laughs> I knew I'll it. Follow the money. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I want to watch Gary Coleman movies, man. Hmm. Oh, Mike Dell, uh, did you happen to see the, the trailer for Fantasy Island? I know you're an old-school TV scholar. Wait, they they're, are uh, they're making, making a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a movie, um, I guess loosely based on Fantasy Island, because it's like a horror movie put out by Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. Yeah. I guess you go there, and, you know, they make you live out these fantasies that aren't you know, is what they're cracked up to be. Well, well who's the Ricardo Montalban in the, uh, you know, the little fella? Her, her name is. I think like the little fella is just a woman. <laughs> Not even like a little <laughs> like, yeah. woman, just a, just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, that's well, enough. That's <laughs> yeah. How can you have fantasy it eyes looks without Hervé Village? The plane, the plane. You have to. Have I know. That. That's <laughs> these reboots are just ridiculous. They take out everything that makes this show or makes the thing what it is, and then they're like, "Here, it's the same thing. It's got the same name." Oh, uh, yeah. TV was it. a weird time back then. 
Yeah, Fantasy Island and Love Boat back to back. So when I was a kid. Um, oh. It's like the Love Boat's taking them to the Fantasy Island. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But no, they took the plane. <laughs> Should have had some crossovers. <laughs> plane, you plane. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hey, what what about the uh, – did you see the Black Widow trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that. I'll probably be the, the last Marvel movie I actually go see. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> You're just cutting ties? I'm done. Yeah, I think so. Huh. <laughs> Unfortunate. But this one looks like it might be all right. I like that she's wearing she's wearing like the white outfit at one point, which is cool. I don't even remember her in a white outfit. Black Widow wore a white outfit? Uh, it's pretty rare. Like it's usually if she's like, you know, in Russia or something in a lot of snow. Like she'll wear a white <laughs> outfit, but it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen her in a white outfit. Huh. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, um, I just uh, remember the girl the 70s. Florence Pugh. Is in it? Who was it? Uh-huh. You played Paige in uh, Fighting with My Family. Fictional Paige. Yeah. 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 see Little Women All yet, right. Jay? A Little Women. <laughs> nope. Yeah, she's in that, I think. Oh. Yeah. I think she got nominated for that. Yeah. Well. You sure she didn't get nominated for Paige? She got nominated for that. <laughs> nope. Or Midsummer. Not that one either. Midsummer. Yeah. All right. Big year. Well, a- anything else or are we done? Because I got nothing. Uh, uh, I think that's it. I got a new Oreo this week. The most stuff Oreo. <laughs> Did you tell the Ed? <laughs> I should. We've got a new challenge for him. So you're a big fan of the Oreo in general? Um, I mean, I like the middle part, <laughs> which is why this cookie oh. is so good. <laughs> <laughs> the cookie part's really oh. ne- never been that appealing. I was never a big Oreo. How many of them are you going to eat this year? <laughs> yeah, you got to get 10,001. <laughs> See, that's what yeah. you do. Take that, Ed. We should have a campaign where Jank eats 10,001 Oreos. And you don't actually have to eat them, of course. We'll just say you do. But we'll just, like, keep the progress just to piss off the Ed, to scare the Ed. Like someone's going to beat his record. You know, he would, he would be outraged. He would get so mad. Yeah. Yeah. These things are thicker. I would just consult with your so, doctor uh, there's less before you in a start, bag, So there's going to be a lot of bags <laughs> to get to that many Oreos. Like, like, is this a big uh, thing in the Oreo world? This most stuff is that like a big deal? Like this came um, out? Is this like I mean, I co- didn't even know until I just was looking at the grocery store. I'm like, oh shit, that looks good. But then you you kind of open it up, and it's not nearly as big as they were promising on the outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it never is. <laughs> I was like, uh, I could use more stuff. <laughs> uh. Well, I got to find the closing theme. Although I probably won't be able to play it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure you uh, consult with your doctor before you try eating ten thousand Oreos in a year. Uh, doctors. What do they know? 
people just try to stick their finger up my butt. Well, I know they're not big on eating <laughs> 10,000 slices of craft singles in a year. <laughs> yeah, Ed got shut down for doing that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't. This switchboard is a lot harder. I'm never making fun of Larry again. This is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even know where the closing thing is. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. If you don't know what file a... name you're looking for, there's a lot to just kind of scroll through. Yeah. Uh, they used to remove audio clips after a while, but not anymore. There's like, we have, uh, I don't know, like no jive. Like, how many audio <laughs> clips do you think are on here, Jake? Probably like 500 or something. There's a shit one. Could be. I think there was last I checked, there was something like 18 pages worth or something like that. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, look, the LCS closing, it's not there. So I'm just going to play the ads closing thing. Um, <laughs> there you go. Out. <laughs> go out strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we need Larry. He runs this thing like a tight ship. Well, now I can't even find the edge <laughs> closing thing. What is going on? <laughs> Oh, I've forgotten how to spell closing. What is happening? <laughs> Maybe it's like outro or something. Uh, the Ed Show theme. Maybe. <laughs> wow, I haven't hosted an Ed Show in so long. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess it's just the Ed Show Beverly Hillbillies. I think that's what it is. Oh. That makes sense. All right. So we got to thank uh, Puffy and Jack. God bless you, because uh, you're the only reason this fake radio show existed. And here's the plan. This is why we're doing this, by the way. Larry isn't really sick. He's just taking a week off. And then next week, I'm going to take a week off. And then uh, gradually, we're just going to get to it. Just you, Jack, uh, you and Tuffy hosting the show, and Larry and I just aren't going to be here. Now. You say gradually, but if Larry saw that work this week, he will be out by next week. <laughs> so... We're just gonna let you guys like carry the show as the LTS brand, and we'll we'll keep all the royalties. But you guys, will, yeah, you know. charges the franchise. Okay. Yeah. That's the master plan. Here. I mean, last I heard, but, uh, the royalties are still in the negative. So. Yes, you heard correct. So. Um, but uh, next week, we'll I'm sure the we're gonna be back. Fireworks. Fireworks show every um, week. And uh, I might try and uh, I haven't talked to our buddy Pat Piccarelli in a while. Maybe I'll see what he's up to. Maybe I'll see if he's up for some fake radio. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, so next week, till then, thanks to Jank, thanks to Tuffy. Pass the sports water center. And yeah, it, the, the switchboard's not working. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to. Just gonna hang up. So <laughs> now all right, it's time to say goodbye to Dell and all his friends. <laughs> like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back next week to listen to the show. Tuffy, what's the next line? Now go and so get yourself a couple paychecks and go and buy a home. Y'all come back now. Y'all come back. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.